enchanté. Hey, welcome back, Whitey Tidies. Uh, man, we have a great episode for you today. But first, uh, I'm your host, Neil. I have my co-host here, Connor. Hey, what's up, boys? And for the first time ever, we have a guest, okay? He is three knuckles deep, and his name is Brody. Brody, what's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me on. First time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> we love it, man. It's going to be interesting. Uh, three people on Discord. We're trying not to talk over each other, so bear with us. But, man, Brody's been. it's good to have you. It's good to talk to you. Let's just get right into the sports news. Uh, so, Michael Jordan announced recently that he was going to start a NASCAR team with uh, Bubba Wallace as the driver. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't really watch NASCAR, but... Yeah, and especially with all the everything going on with Black Lives Matter and Bubba Wallace kind of being like that face within NASCAR and even like the NASCAR commissioner coming out and saying like, this is such a great, like, uh, what's the right word, direction for the sport and we want more inclusion and this is what we've been kind of like looking for the sport to to be more progressive. And from what I know, the guy that Michael Jordan is starting the team with as well, I can't remember his name, but he's he's a former NASCAR driver that I guess him and Jordan just kind of like became good friends. And so when this came up, they were like, this is a no brainer. Let's start this team together. And Bubba Wallace has to be the driver. Yeah, I think, too, um, one of the things that was really, I guess, kind of shocking, not shocking to me, but shocking is probably the wrong word, but uh, especially after watching the um, Last Dance documentary was how almost this seems like a very, like you were saying, Connor, in light of the Black Lives Matter movement, this seems like a very, um, this is a very progressive move on Michael Jordan's part. And he's someone who's traditionally been like super apolitical. Uh, mm -hmm. especially within like his professional life. And so I really applaud this move. I think it's awesome. I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. And I mean, I've never been a huge fan of NASCAR, but I might have to start watching that. And I think it's cool. I mean, I, I, all your points were I agree with, but I also think it's cool for Michael Jordan as far as like a businessman goes. Yeah. Because like he's just diversifying. He owns the Charlotte Hornets. He's going to own a NASCAR team. Like just keep doing it, man. Keep getting that bread. Let's hope that the NASCAR team turns out better than the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> They're going to have to change Terry. their name after a few years. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned you're, what, you're uh, finishing the last dance documentary or whatever, Brody, because I'm actually rewatching that right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah so when no, you said that, I was like, that's a good point. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, that was literally – I remember seeing that headline come up, and then it was so funny because actually this week – um, I had actually just watched, I forget what episode it was from the last dance, but I just watched that episode where, um, cause they take one episode to really dive into, uh, his comments about like Republicans buy sneakers too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it kind of like, and then literally the next day I see this headline come across like, you know, Bleacher Report. And I thought it was like, <laughs> almost like I, it was just really coincidental because this is, I think a sign of change in the times, you know, like everyone's. Um, taking a stance, even Michael Jordan, who's traditionally been v extremely apolitical when it comes yeah. to like his brand. Yeah. Exactly. Um, can and we it, can it, we just talk for one moment though about? Sorry to cut you off there, Neil. But can we talk good. one moment about Michael's super fucked up finger? Like, what's wrong with his index finger on his right hand? Have you guys noticed that in the documentary? 
it wasn't it broken or something or no it's like broken that... but never got fixed like he puts there's there's one episode in particular where he like puts up his hand to the camera and you can see like the bottom part of the digit is like over from the rest of it yeah Ooh. yeah and yeah, i it looks weird i thought it was like an arthritis thing at first because like the way he like moves his hands when he puts his fingers together on his right hand his index finger takes a hard left turn and starts going like the other way <laughs> and so <laughs> maybe it's just like maybe it's just like basketball players feet always look disgusting because they're just getting all smushed everything and their shoes and whatnot that's like, true it's just that's Something true. Because like that. well, because at one point in the documentary when they're interviewing Isaiah Thomas, I thought maybe it was a basketball thing there too, with uh, like maybe basketball players' fingers just get like super bad arthritis because of the way they use them for dribbling and mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And and so I thought maybe Isaiah Thomas also had something similar. But when he put his hand up to the camera like that, I was like, nope, that's just his finger. That is super messed up. It's it's mm-hmm. like seriously the bottom digit is like an inch over from the rest of the digit i don't i don't i don't understand how it how that how that works and well and this might surprise you guys i'm actually not a medical expert what oh <laughs> <A> what <laughs> but uh i feel like if if you don't get it fixed right away it's kind of harder to fix later on yeah that's true because it'll it'll heal wrong yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah mm-hmm. Thanks for breaking that medical news there, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I, I also think, again, I don't really watch NASCAR, but I think it's going to be cool to see like the Jordan brand logo on a on a car. Dude, for real, right. though. Jordan brand on the front of like a jet engine, practically. That's yeah. sick. It's yeah. pretty cool. Well, uh, I love it, too, because he's got the he's got PSG, you know, as his like soccer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, sponsor, oh, yeah. the Jordan brand sponsors PSG. So I think it's it is like you said. Um, him diversifying is really neat to see. Yeah, our it's, soccer correspondent Connor or your Connor, uh, Brody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, we don't talk about soccer. Sorry, sorry about that. But um, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it has been really cool to see the Jordan brand just kind of like making its way into other things. Like, like I, I, like I was watching the Florida game yesterday. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot Florida has Jordan brand as their sponsor, like their Jersey sponsor and everything. Mm -hmm. And one of the linebackers had a like big old Jordan brand logo on the back of his, one of his pads and stuff. And I was like, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, It's cool. All the, uh, the Jordan cleats in the NFL now too. Like those are all cool. Yeah. And even like MLB, MLB has some fire Jordan cleats. Mm -hmm. Some of the guys do. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. Um, but moving on to a even better shoe called, uh, Skechers. (laughs) Uh, There is a there's a headline I saw like right before we actually started recording. Um, TMZ reported that Joe Montana and his wife stopped a home intruder from kidnapping their grandchild. Wait, Jeez. what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Who's trying to kidnap? Are they, like trying to get some ransom from Joe Montana? <laughs> I mean, there are, there have been worse plans. Let's be real. There's been worse criminals out there. Yeah. Apparently, the report said like they wrestled the child away from him once they realized it was there and. I just thought it was weird. That's Neil, weird. I got a question for you. Yeah, go. What time did you hear this news like the, about about Joe Montana? Uh, well, let's see. I was on the pooper about 9.30 probably. 9.30 got off, got off the pooper time. around 10.30. You're there damn we go. right. All right. So I just want to I just want to point out Skechers stock has gone up like since that time. <laughs> i'm not saying it's a coincidence brody's been watching but i'm not saying it's not a coincidence so <laughs> brody brody the bull <laughs> brody the now would be the time to sell <laughs> sell high sell out high. there there you go 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, actually, I honestly, know. I imagine this like a movie scene where like Joe Montana just suddenly like springs into action and mm-hmm. ends up taking puts out, his sketchers like, on. Yeah, puts his sorry, puts his sketchers on, gets the camera right mm-hmm. on the logo, but then he like, you know, somehow like kung fu's like three of them at a time and there's like the one who's like oh man i gotta get out of here and runs away and joe montana grabs something and perfect spirals it right at his head i don't know maybe that's just me no i I like that but do you guys think uh it was uh targeted or do you think it was random it's gotta be targeted it's gotta be targeted i mean if it's inside their home like it's pretty clear it's a celebrity of some sort and um, i'm assuming i don't know where joe montana lives though so i could be wrong yeah, I don't know. Does he still? Does he live like in the Bay Area? Maybe I don't know. Maybe or in the Kansas City? Maybe yeah, or maybe in the Kansas City area. Bit. I don't know. Oh, where where did he go to college? Notre Dame? Is he a, is he in uh, South Bend? Oh, maybe. Or is he like anyone else that has a bunch of sponsors and made a lot of money in his career and is in L.A.? Who knows? In the hills. In the hills. In the hills. Retired and in, into some warmth. Uh, that's true. Well, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting story. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to some baseball news, our favorite subject. Hey. Hey. Brody, you want to take the lead on this one? Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm, I'm honored, first mm, of all. Go um, ahead. Yeah. I mean, hey, how can how can we not start with, for those of you who don't know me, as I'm sure 99% of the <laughs> listeners on here don't, I'm a massive Marlins fan. And so the Marlins making the playoffs for the first time in since 2003, second longest mm-hmm. playoff drought in the, the league has been snapped. Shout out the Mariners Let's... for having the long one, longest one. <laughs> By a year. Um, Claps for the Mariners. But, Claps for the Mariners. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's really interesting. I actually was reading an article, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, ESPN, and it was that – uh, the article was about how the Marlins are the, um, I guess, so last year they had 105 losses, and now they're making, <laughs> so they had the, I think it was the second or third most losses, and then to turn around and make the playoffs the following year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, which I thought was really, really interesting, because last year, like, as an avid fan, watching them on August 16th you know, lose like 10 to zero was just the worst. <laughs> so I'm going to make it the playoffs. I'm super stoked during the playoffs. It's going to be probably, it's probably going to last a week, but Hey, I'm going to save every minute of it. Well, as a Nats fan, um, COVID playoffs don't count, right? Can we agree on that? Uh, no, yes. <laughs> you just suck. <laughs> suck it, Neil. Uh, yeah. Brody, I was going to ask, did you, uh, in 2003, what were you were? What? Uh, seven years old. Do you, what? remember them in the playoffs i do actually yeah so i remember um the last time they're so they won they won the world series technically twice in my lifetime the first time was when i was one years old so that doesn't count but the second (laughs) time i do remember because my dad never let me stay up like past like 9 30 um shout out bruce Um, bruce (laughs) bruce Bruce. (laughs) but he let me stay up i think it was i think it was game six it was in new york and he let me stay up and we watched the whole thing together. And then I remember we like we like put up um, we had like a bunch of Marlins jerseys and we hung them up all over the kitchen. My mom had gone to bed and then we hung them up all over the kitchen. It was pretty fun because then she came down the next morning. She was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? <laughs> but um, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's pretty wild that it hasn't been like it's been it's been so long since they've even been in the playoffs uh, but you barely remember it i i would assume 
yeah, no, it was like that was literally the only thing about it. I also just remember though, I remember how like good that team was. Like they they had Miguel Cabrera, like one of the best hitters ever, and then they just trade him, you know, the year after. You know, I don't even him. remember that. Like I, I to be fair, I didn't really pay attention to baseball till I don't know. I was probably like fourteen, fifteen, but wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, like their team, their team was stacked, which was uh, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, they had Mike Lowell, they had Josh Beckett, AJ Burnett, Juan Pierre. Dang, they were stacked. Yeah, yeah. they were. They were. Holy they were really good. And, so uh, and then got rid of everyone. So you know. <laughs> Well, it all came crumbling speak, down. Speaking of that, Brody, I gotta ask you as a as our resident Marlins fan now. Um, yeah. So, how do you feel about like seeing Christian Yelich and Giancarlo Stanton and Marcelo Zuna like doing amazing things on other teams? Yeah, I mean, it's it was really tough, um, and I actually was like weird. I was talking about this with my roommate the other day. Um, so, like, I'm personally, I'm not upset about it, but at the same time, like, so. When Jose Fernandez died, that I was actually like just four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking like I didn't. I mean, it was obviously a very tragic event, but then to take it in the context of what it meant for the team, like I didn't really realize how significant his death was for that team, like for, from a purely baseball perspective, because like mm-hmm. they were literally probably. I think at that year they were challenging for the wild card. If they had added like another pitcher or two, kept that lineup intact. You know that they would have been, they would have been able to make push for the playoffs. But then, obviously, that tragic death, uh, Jose Fernandez's tragic death happened, and so I understand. And they were so cash strapped at the time, so they had to get rid of them. Yeah. All of them. Oh, gotcha. So, like, okay, I, yeah, that makes sense. I, I get it, but like, and at first it it sucked because like I mean when you trade away like two league MVPs and then you. <laughs> you know, you see like some like double A left fielder. And you're like, why? You know? <laughs> but, yeah, no, that know. that is hard. But it's it's funny you, you bring up the uh, the Jose Fernandez death because I was actually wa- I was on my Instagram like yesterday and they they showed a uh, they showed a video of like D Gordon hitting his only home run of the season i want to say or it was that was that was yeah. his first home run of the season was that game right after it happened at his first at bat. And him and, and I heard, or from what I had understood, him and, and uh, Jose were really close. Yeah, yeah. I think that was, yeah, I'm almost positive that was his only home run of the season. And in that at-bat, he took his first at-bat. He was He's a left-handed hitter. He took that at-bat right-handed because Jose Fernandez was a right-handed hitter. Oh, I oh that's right. That. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. I, yeah. That even then, adds more to the story. Right. So it was just like, it was a really jarring, like, event for the franchise you know yeah but, that was an emotional game that first game back after that happened oh my yeah i remember watching it on tv and i was like i i mean i obviously never knew him you know personally but at the same time it was almost kind of like just to see the overwhelming emotion on tv you couldn't help but kind of get a little bit emotional yourself just because like that's what you were experiencing on tv yeah you know and just mm-hmm. like overwhelmingly a tragic and sad event like it was it was really hard like well it wasn't it was difficult to watch you know for sure yeah well well maybe a little lighter note uh brody how how far do you think the marlins can realistically make it Ooh, that's a good question i think it realistically depends on who they play in their first round so right now i think they're slated they're the sixth seed they're projected to play the cubs um they can still jump to the fifth seed i think they have to win and then i forget i think the cardinals have to lose i want to say 
but if they jump to the fifth seed, they would play San Diego. I do not want to play. I do not want the Marlins to be playing San Diego. Yeah, they're yeah, hot. That right sounds now. awful. Yeah. I'm not excited for Cardinals to play San Diego. It's not looking good this yeah. year. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I think it all depends on who they play first round. I think if they play the Cubs, you know, I'm hoping we get a little Steve Bartman magic. You know, oh three and oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully get past that first round, but. I think I'm honestly, I'm just uh, under the mindset. It's like, I'm just happy to be there. Like, <laughs> Participation <laughs> award. Yeah. We're just excited to be around. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so here's the, here's the real question for you fellows is are the Dodgers who are looking so good this season, are they going to do it again? Are they going to go all the way to the series and lose? <laughs> they will choke. I hope so, man. I hate the Dodgers so choke. much. I hope yeah. so. They choke every year. They do. It's crazy. And it's awesome to watch. It's yeah, so again, fun to watch. Like you two, I hate them as well. I think it's pretty much, yeah. that's just like the consensus among everyone. It's like, yeah. if you're not a Dodgers fan, you just hate the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> but let's move on to some NFL news. Uh, last week, uh, so we're recording this on the 27th. Um, last week was week two of the NFL. It was a weird time because it seemed like everybody was getting injured. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's I saw I saw a, a meme. Shout out NFL memes IG page or whatever it's called now. But it was like this week in the NFL, and it was just a, uh, it was like seven or eight different screens of like that Family Guy moment where Peter trips and like clutches his leg and is like, ah, <laughs> ah. it's like yeah, that's exactly what happened this last week. That's a good one. I mean, and it and it kind of brings up the question or like. It has to be because of the no training camp, no preseason. Guys are 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 extending themselves a little too much. I mean, that has to be a factor in this, doesn't it? I, mean, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I, w- so. I would say probably, but I feel like we just have a season like this every few years. Because I remember this happening mm-hmm. not that long ago. I want to say it was like three years ago where all this – I think it was the year that like – so the, the so the year prior, David Johnson was like fantasy slash league MVP practically. He didn't win the actual MVP, but he should have because he was just crazy yeah, good off. for the Cardinals. He just went off that season. And then the very next season, drafted him first, broke his hand in week one. Like, and then I, I right. feel like I remember that same season. Maybe I'm thinking of a different season, but I feel like that in, in that same season, there was just a super wide spread of injuries just all around I, the league. I do agree that it does happen. Like it seems to happen like cyclical, like every couple of years, like a big, big season where a lot of guys get injured. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like this one week, it seemed like everybody, like there's a ton of high names, you know, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey's out with an ankle for a few weeks. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Nick Bosa, like the whole 49ers team, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, Solomon Thomas, like Drew Locke on the Broncos, Cortland. So like there's a ton of, and literally I just did two bullet, two or three bullet points out of this like 20 bullet point article I'm reading. Like there's, yeah. there's just so many guys. I, I don't know. It just seems a little, a little bit too much, but Wait, it was uh, maybe... Tyrod Taylor with the punctured lung on there too. He is oh on there. <laughs> in fact, it says, if it, it says he did not play after suffering a chest injury, <laughs> a chest yeah. injury. You mean yeah. just in just industry, a chest injury given to him by the team doctor. Oh my goodness. How, how, That's ridiculous. How is he? How are they not fired after that? Like, doesn't that? I mean, mistakes happen. I don't know. Is that it? well? Again, not a medical expert. <laughs> I feel like is it? Is it? A, you, you really do uh, need like... to preface that anytime, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> people just don't know by now, Neil. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I don't know. Is that just like a like 
like ah okay it's just a mistake sorry like or is it like more serious i i don't know it sounds pretty serious to me i mean puncturing it, his lung it sounds serious but at the same time he was giving him from what i understand he was giving him some kind of like pain injection you know like painkiller injection mm-hmm. and uh so yeah, would have all know. been avoided if they just gave him some weed baby <laughs> yeah shout out. The pain. legalize shout out. Well, I'm Gosh. just I'm just happy. The silver lining in all of this is that I'm just really happy. I now have a new podcast to go to for all my medical advice. That I'm <laughs> is gonna turn tune into the Two Tight Ends podcast every every Sunday. Oh yeah, we'll have together. COVID updates next week. You know, thank you, edge. thank you. COVID update. I need, what, we still don't know much. What I really need Skids is some kids. hair loss. I need some hair loss. To, oh, was I not supposed to say that? Uh, yeah. no, no, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that okay. out. All right. <laughs> No, it was it was weird. I mean, besides, like, obviously, we hope everybody gets healthy, all that good stuff. Um, but as far as fantasy turns out, Oof. like, wow, I have I have three guys on one of, and I think on me and uh, Connor's league that I'm in, we I we don't have an IR, and I have like three guys that are either on IR or out right now, and I'm just like, oh my god, I have no bench. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, sucks to suck, but no, actually. I was, I was talking with my brother about this this past week. Shout out, Ryan. But I was saying how, you know, whenever injuries like this do happen, it's it's so hard to, like, be like, oh, man, I feel so bad for him. And I'm like, I just want him to come back as soon as he can. But also selfishly being like, dude, you freaking ruined my fantasy year. Like, <laughs> it's so hard not to think those thoughts. And I feel so bad anytime I, I do. Exactly. I feel I have those thoughts all the time. Just watch it. Like even not without injury, but then I do yell. I do feel a little bad, like screaming at the TV just cause I'm like a little selfish. Cause I needed an extra point. Right. Cause I'm sure that <laughs> I'm sure that these guys really care about our fantasy football well-being. <laughs> exactly. But some uh, news come out of last week, the Eagles sound crew home sound crew. This is in Philadelphia. They started boo. They played booing crowd noises. When the Eagles, I think, were down like 20 to 9, Carson Wentz just threw an incompletion and like had to walk out on a three and out. And they started playing booing crowd noises. Only in Philadelphia, good, right? Good. Yeah, no, honestly, honestly, only in Philadelphia. Um, I actually, I had, I had the, the opportunity to work with a, an ex-pro baseball player. Corey Schneider is his name. Um, and he's not, it's not a super big name. I said people would definitely recognize him. He played on a few different teams, but played for, played for 10 years in the, in the show, um, back in like the eighties and nineties. But, uh, dude, he was telling me about like when Philly fans were upset, you knew about it. And, and it didn't matter what team, like, obviously, like, obviously they're booing the, the opposing team, but he said Philly was such a tough place to play, not just as a visitor, but like, if you were on the Phillies, like, it was rough because if you were if you were bad they let you know about it so i'm not shocked I at mean, all yeah i think brody can attest to this he he's he's a little bit of a, a philadelphia um expert right yeah uh, the city is just and the people are just trash right oh <laughs> listen <laughs> I, I was like oh i thought you were gonna ask me about the best cheesesteak place to go but you know yeah i, I actually do want to i don't care about cheesesteak i, I do on. i care about cheesesteaks <laughs> Listen, I remember last year going because so disclaimer for everybody, my fam, my whole like mom side of the family's from Philadelphia. My mom grew up there. Um, so like I spent I've spent a lot of time in Philadelphia and last year um, or like the best Philadelphia 
sports experiences or I guess sports experiences in general have always been when I'm in Philadelphia because the fans are like ruthless. <laughs> and I remember one time I went to a Flyers game and the Flyers, here you go, Neil, they were playing the Capitals. Oh, and yeah. um, this was like a, like not a meaningless game. Cause I think both teams were pretty good, but this was a game in like December. So there's still like three months left of the regular season. And the Capitals are up eight two, like at the end of the second period. And everyone in the crowd, like, so I was sitting up in, like, the third tier, which is, like, literally, you know, like, you don't know what you're going to get up there. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and um, like, they just start chanting, like, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagle. Like, they're, like, <laughs> they're, you know, one guy, one guy was, like, I sold, like, my kidney to come to this game. Like, and this is what I get. But I was, like, and he I showed was, the like, scar, I too. Was, like, I'm sh- oh yeah I'm sh- <laughs> and i was like 10 so that was like you know my oh, introduction awesome. to like philly sports which was like so like this just doesn't surprise me in the least at all <laughs> that, that actually reminds me it's just me. so funny that it's like it's not the fans decision it's the crew yeah the, the kind of <laughs> yeah. tied to the team a little bit like and they still playing booing no that's just it was wild. the best part is you yeah. know that like a you know, upper tier management, somebody had to green light that. They were like, yeah, go for it. They freaking suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, it's like, it's like, do it. There's some executive gets on the phone, just execute order nine. <laughs> execute. <laughs> exactly. Pal- Palpatine. Palpatine would definitely be a Phillies or an Eagles fan. One hundred percent. One thousand percent. Palpatine. That's actually what Eagles brought him fan. back was they finally won a Super Bowl. <laughs> let's talk about uh monday night pick so last week connor had the advantage he picked the raiders to cover and they did Not i'm sorry did i think cover, i'm sorry they wait, won. Wait, wait 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 hold on i think you meant to say connor freaking dominated me yeah i bent you over and Whatever. spanked you so hard what? what actually the raiders did but it's 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 by proxy yeah, I was going to say. But uh, we still do need a punishment. Any punishment ideas would be uh, very welcome for the end of the season, whoever loses. But tomorrow night's game is the Chiefs and Ravens. Uh, the favorite is the Ravens by three and a half. Uh, Connor, who do you got? I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. I don't I don't taking think the they're going to lose by more than three if they do lose or they're just going to outright win it, honestly. They, they, they have to. The Chiefs are, are too good. Yeah. Um, you know what? I am going to make it not interesting and also pick the Chiefs. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, they're just too good. Uh, Brody, do you have who would you pick? Uh, I, you know, I got to be a homer here. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to put my money on Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown scoring. I'm hooking up at least three for three touchdowns and winning by Ooh. at least at least four. So let's go. Let's go birds. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Again, if you guys have any uh, punishment ideas for the end of the season, let us know what they are. Um, I can't wait till Connor gets punished. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Ooh. Can't wait till you have to put. I can't wait till you have to put on p- peanut butter shoes or something. <laughs> That's oh, a weird yeah. one. Uh, that just seems like a waste of peanut butter. Can I really is, quickly but... throw a punishment hat into the ring? Yeah, go ahead, please. So I think that the loser should have to uh, buy an airplane ticket to like, so like, the winner picks a place that the loser has to fly to. It has to be at okay. least four hours away and okay. the loser has to fly there and then get hop on a plane and fly back. 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're a sadist. Holy. Yeah, that's like, that's like, that's like low key, really terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Here, let me just waste your Saturday. That's all that is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound that bad. Like, you know, it's not like, but like when you think about it, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. At least four hour flight. Like, and you just have to (laughs) just go to some shitty Midwest town and then fly back. (laughs) Andrew, you're on your way to Chicago. Okay. Now you're on your way back. Good luck. (laughs) My girlfriend's just like, do you really have to go? I'm like, yes, I have to do this. Why? (laughs) Well, I didn't pick enough people to win. No, the worst part is we'd probably get picked up by TSA because they're like, "Why do you have absolutely no luggage?" You're like, "Don't I? I can't explain." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. You're, you're. You, we got to strip search you now. Cavity search immediately. Cavity search. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Well, I actually wrote it down, Brody. So we'll, all right, we'll there see. you go. We'll see. I like it. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, last night, the Lakers beat the the Nuggets. Uh, the series was four to one, and they move on to the NBA Finals which I think a lot of people kind of pick them to go to. Yep. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's All right, it. moving on. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. Like, a lot of stats were coming out about LeBron and his finals appearances. Dude, insane. It's insane. Uh, like, besides last year when they didn't make the final, didn't even make the playoffs when he got injured, LeBron has been in the finals every year since 2011. That's so That's crazy. crazy. That's wild. Crazy. I mean, uh, now it's it sucks that in those years he's lost to the Warriors what two times out of those? Yeah. Within those? Uh, and yeah. he lost and to the, the what and the, to Spurs, the Spurs too? Yeah. Like like yeah, like he's he's faced some super Spurs tough teams. Spurs and Mavericks. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's he's faced some super tough teams, but I mean just to get there almost 9 years straight that's Gosh. crazy. Uh my my friend actually Brody's friend too, Brent actually sent me a shout out Brent he sent me a stat last night that said LeBron has been uh, in the finals 58% of his seasons. He's gone to the finals. That's, That's crazy. Nutty too. That's, That's a nutty. stat right there. That's a <laughs> yeah. stat. That is insane. He's, most of the time he's been in the NBA, he's been in the finals. Yeah, and then I saw ESPN put out a stat that he has had more finals appearances than all NBA franchises except for three, the Warriors, the Celtics, and his own Lakers. Yeah like that's 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 also and he's he's only one behind the warriors like if the warriors don't go to the finals next year but he does he ties their franchise yeah it's also kind of a uh i don't know i don't know it's it's weird to think that the celtics and lakers just have so many fun like the freaking freaking i don't know uh, like back uh, in the day like bill russell and yeah yeah, yeah. like the empires that they they oh that they've built like since the beginning of their friend yeah Yeah, they've always been in there so yeah, can I, I mean, ask you guys a question? The Lakers especially, I feel like. Yeah, go ahead. Please do. Um, I'm really curious, actually, because um, when I was I was actually listening to one of your podcasts a couple of days ago, and you guys were talking about, and a lot of other people have been talking about this too, but like the comparisons of LeBron and Jordan and like 6-0 and in the finals versus 3-whatever and whatever LeBron is in the finals right now. Like, right. So do you, I guess, like what's your knowing – Knowing all of this, like, and knowing, like, how successful LeBron's been at least getting to the finals, like, do you still take, like, however many losses LeBron retires with as, like, in the finals as, like, a knock against him? Or do you more so look at it from the perspective of, like, 
this guy is incredible what he's been doing, the longevity of at least getting to the finals all these years. Like, what's your thoughts oh, yeah. on that? So, yeah, I think um, the only knock, in my opinion, would be if you're talking about maybe a GOAT conversation, you know, ver- him versus LeBron, him versus Kareem, him versus, you know, whatever. I think that's the only knock because, like we like you mentioned that, that episode, uh, we were kind of talking about Doc Rivers and, like, he still got there, and I think that's just an amazing accomplishment. Even just to even to get there and lose, I'm just, it sucks for him, but like he just he still got there. Like that's still right. super incredible. But yeah, Connor. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with what you're saying in terms of like his legacy, his story, his achievements, like insane. Like, but if we're talking goat, we're bringing this up in the goat conversation, and you know we talked about the last dance a little a little bit earlier and i think as i've been watching that plus what's been going on with like lebron and getting into the finals again i still stand by my by my boy jordan i still stand that he's the goat mm-hmm. but the only reason i say that is cuz they have very similar stories in the sense that jordan was drafted in 84 correct me if i'm wrong pretty sure mm-hmm. it was 84 took no, him 80, 7 years 83 84 i believe yeah 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 so it took him seven years to win a championship where he was already winning like, you know, he won rookie of the year. He had won some MVPs, I think, by that time already. And he and um, he had won a bunch of scoring titles. But that was like, you know, not not being alive in that era. You didn't really hear about that. Like, you know, since I was born in 94, all I heard about was the greatness of Michael Jordan. I didn't see right. that that point until I watched the documentary where like, I didn't really think about that, that he had, you know, won all these titles. And that was the, that was his storyline for a while was Jordan is the greatest player or greatest scorer or whatever, but he can't win a title. That was, that that was his knock. And that was, that was LeBron for a while too, but LeBron had to leave. He had to go. And and now granted that's, it's a different era in the NBA where moving teams is just a thing now, you know, and building those super teams and stuff like that. But I just think the fact that Jordan was able to stick it out and ride it out and, be able to do that i don't know i i still think to jordan's credit to go six for six in the finals and also take a year and a half hiatus from basketball come back and do it again like i yeah, mean yeah i i just don't think there's anyone better but in terms of lebron's story just by himself holy like so mm-hmm. incredible yeah and and in that go conversation let me let me defend lebron a little bit there i do still pick jordan like connor was saying i think he is the goat but in defense of LeBron, okay, maybe you can make an argument for this year, but LeBron has never had a Scottie Pippen to play with. Scottie Pippen was a top, you know, five. He was an MVP candidate when he left. Like, he was an amazing player. He was a great player. He was top in the league. And LeBron has had, like, Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Wade was on the – like, Dwayne Wade was at the end. Like, he was an MVP t- caliber player right. at the time right. that he was playing with. You could make the argument maybe this year he played with one with Anthony Davis, but before that, he's never – and even without the Miami Heat teams, he's had tra- – he dragged, dragged that Cavaliers team oh, yeah. in 07 to the finals. Like, And, and even so, the first year, like, when they were – like playing the Warriors, like I mean, because I remember by the time they got to the finals, Kyrie was out, K Love was out. Yeah, and true. I don't think it's true. I feel because I feel bad that like, you know, he ran into legitimately one of the greatest dynasties of in the entire sport. And right, like, you know, it's uh, granted. I will say like the the loss of the Mavericks makes no sense in the finals. Like that should be a knock against him. But at the same time, like I always have, like, I guess in my opinion, I have trouble kind of 
wrapping my head around like why you know LeBron losing to the Warriors so many times in the finals and like other the Spurs in the finals like why that should be as huge of a knock against him as it is because right. like, I think like you know they're historically great teams he's a historically great player like teams are going to generally come out on top well and and I just thought of this like if you think about it the the east is such a weaker division than or conference than it has been like especially when Jordan was around it's weaker to uh, 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 conference and like Jordan would he had his battles in like the conference finals and stuff with the Pistons but I think because it's a weaker conference LeBron had his battles. He did have a few like with Celtics and stuff, but once he got to the, the his battles were in the finals. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's like, true. That's true. Like he had to he had to earn it and like get through it and, and in the finals. So right. and then the record shows up there. Well, and that's my other thing too is like why people are like only looking at like LeBron's finals record and like there are because like especially when in the goat conversation look i'm not just actually disputing what you got your claims because i also agree i think jordan is the goat but at the same time like when players and teams are knocked out not in the finals like no one really ever like taught you brings it up in that sort of conversation like no one ever says like oh the bulls were knocked out in the conference semifinals like you know (laughs) yeah they would only bring it up if they were knocked out in the finals you know so Mm -hmm. like so like why is it or like this year like well, I feel like this year with the Clippers, like people might bring up with Kawhi and everything like that more. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, if LeBron was losing in like, you know, the conference semifinals and made the NBA finals like three times and was three and oh, like what what's the conversation well, like that? Well, that's exactly the Kawhi comparison. Kawhi is uh, what is he? He's he's two and one in the finals, right? And he's won a finals MVP once, twice, twice. Yeah. Two different teams. But then does this, does this, uh, uh, second round knockout, does this go against his reputation? Kind of like you were bringing up Rody. I, I mean, I personally am of the mindset, like we kind of got to wait, let everything, let the cards settle. Let everything. I think I mentioned it before. It's like super teams or just teams in general, like brand new teams are usually don't make it. I think this year's Lakers are kind of the exception. And the Raptors like even, last year, you know, yeah. right? Exactly. Are, it's yeah. like it takes. It usually takes a minute, you know, a year at least for for the teams to get together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I all I know is <clears throat> from watching like this Jordan documentary and then seeing like LeBron. I guess maybe to summarize my point that I was trying to make is it seems like LeBron is one of the most dominant players of all time just by himself. But Jordan, I mean, not that he wasn't a dominant player by himself. Obviously, he was. But like you were like you guys have both brought up with like having Pippen and some other people around him where LeBron had to kind of drag teams. I mean, I feel like Jordan was just able to push those guys around him to be better. Like we've seen in the documentary that like that was his whole thing was he held everyone to such a high standard that if you didn't meet that standard because he was doing it, then you can get off the team. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know, maybe maybe it's and then maybe point. that's part of the reason why Jordan is the goat is because he was able to push the guys around him more than maybe LeBron is able to push them rather than dragging them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but possibly, but I mean, there still is the talent factor. I mean, there's only so far as they can go, but no, I I think that is a good point. And again, like what we talked about with injuries, like that plays a factor, all that stuff, of course. Right. Right. For sure. So I'm excited for the finals. Uh, but one, we have to decide the Eastern conference real quick. So tonight is game. What is it? Six. Yep. Uh, for the Celtics heat Celtics, 
beat the Heat last game to push it to six. Uh, the Heat are up three two. They they could close it out tonight. Uh, what do you guys, Brody? What do you think is going to happen tonight? Oh, that's a, um, you know, it's really interesting. So I actually did not watch Game Five. I watched Game Four, um, but I personally I would love to see this go seven. I think that would be great. Um, and I mean, I would love for the Heat to eventually pull through. Shout out uh, Connor Mathis, you know, big big Heat fan. But um, I would love for the Heat to pull through. I think that would be a great story. Um, but I, you can't. I, I don't think you can deny the Celtics' talent. And when they're all firing like they have been, oh, man. you know, the last couple of games, like it, it's just it's hard to stop them. But you know, yeah, the, and, Heat, yeah, and, the Heat have like that championship. I you know they have that championship mentality. You know, Jimmy Butler is a, I, I, in my opinion, is a proven winner. Eric Spolster is definitely a proven winner. Like you know, I think mm-hmm. they're not they're not going to go over lightly. Whatever team comes out of the East is going to be tough for the Lakers. So the do you think the the Celtics will win tonight then? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think the Celtics push it to game seven. game seven. Okay. Yeah, Connor, what do you think? Um, I called Heat and six, so I'm saying the Heat are going to win because I want to be right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it goes to seven, I'm not surprised. But yeah. I, I don't know. It looks the, the thing with the Heat right now is it looks like if uh, how do how do I say this? Like you know, you have teams where if one guy plays really well, then the then the team usually wins or something you know what i'm saying like like mm-hmm. i guess for like a lakers lebron's firing like they're pretty much gonna win but for the heat i feel like even if jimmy butler is having a good game he has to have some kind of backup like if hero's having a bad game robinson's having a bad game uh bam's having a bad game but but butler's having a good game they still struggle super hard mm-hmm. especially against they're... a team like the celtics where again they have tatum brown hayward smart like they have just so much talent on that team that like unless the all the heat are together and firing like it's hard i and i agree 100 percent with that i think it's um i think it's kind of a testament to how much of a team that they are that how much they play like a team the heat yeah so it's yeah. like if not if everybody's not playing right if everybody's not on board if everybody's not giving it another all they're gonna lose yeah i think it's it's neat to see them be so successful because I feel like we're in an, in the age of the superstar and it's neat to kind of see just a team, like a, a true, like you said, a true team mm-hmm. be so successful. Yeah. And they, they so. have a lot of, a lot of talent. I mean, Tyler hero had the 37 right. a few games ago. Um, but I think, I think the heat will, I think they'll push, I think the Celtics will win tonight. They'll push it to seven and I'm hoping the heat win. Um, but let's, let's do a little, a little precursor finals, a little finals taste. Um, Let's say the Celtics are in the finals. Who do you have winning, Lakers or Celtics? Brody. Oh, oh I'm going to go with the Lakers here. Okay, and is that the uh, same answer for Lakers Heat? I think so, too. I think they just have too much talent. The yeah. Lakers, are too, are just – they're it's saying, it seems like they're click, starting to click at the right time. Like, mm-hmm. coming into the bubble, they were having some difficulties getting, getting started, as would be totally expected after taking three months off. Mm-hmm. But I think right now they're kind of clicking at the right time. And I still think, too, the what amazes me about their team is the length and athleticism that they have. Like, their front line is massive, but they're also very athletic and they can switch yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I know, it's, it's I know really impressive to see. When Anthony Davis isn't playing a five, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Connor, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think either way, I have Lakers in six. Honestly, whether it's Heat or Celtics, I just have yeah. I have them in six. I don't think I, I don't think they'll sweep or even gentlemen sweep. I think I think either the Celtics or the Heat can push it. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think the Heat will have a tougher time against the Lakers and the Celtics if they end up. I hope they. I hope they go through because I, I'd like to see them go through with the team that they have this year. But yeah, I think I think the Lakers are just too dominant. It's it's a little ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, but let's not forget about the Nuggets. Like, yeah, they lost four one. But man, did they have a great run? I think they gained so much confidence. Uh, as Connor put in our notes, you got to put some respect on their name now. Put some respect <laughs> on their name. They have to. The whole league has to at this point. I mean, yeah. And <laughs> we were we were kind of you know doing our little pre-show, whatever. <laughs> Andrew or Neil was like, "Do we do we have to?" And I'm like, "Yes, you have to." They came back from two three-one deficits <laughs> against a Jazz team that looked pretty good at that time, and then yeah. a, the Clippers, who easily should have won that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it was incredible. It was incredible, and. <laughs> and all the memes coming out oh the nuggets have them right where they wanted and they <laughs> that was incredible they, yeah it was great but they 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 fought super hard i was super impressed with them even even though they lost 4-1 i thought they they were in it like every game except for like one yeah like, yep well, I, I to, be, was, to be fair they almost had game three until anthony davis hit that buzzer beater yeah yeah you and know? then that would have changed yeah. that changed the series right there yeah, yeah oh easily easily mm-hmm so I, I think it's really cool. I think I'm excited. They're really young. I'm super excited for like next year and, and the future for them. I agree. All right. So let's move right along to our little entertainment segments. Uh, Connor, you actually went to the movies recently. I did. It was so How nice. How was that? It was awesome, honestly. Like, and I mean, yeah, we have the whole, you have to wear the, your mask when you're not like eating or drinking, but like there was almost no one in the theater. It was kind of a ghost town, which was like kind of a weird feeling, but dude, mm-hmm. it was yeah. so fun. And actually I forgot that a lot of theaters are showing classic movies and I kind of want to go see something not new. Like I, I when we were like Just finding, so we went and saw Tenet. Yeah. So I'll say we went and saw Tenet, but like the, one of the other theaters was showing uh, or screening Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, that'd be so fun to see oh, on the big ooh, screen since I wasn't alive cool. when that came out. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was great. And uh, at least for the, we went to a Cinemark. So at least Cinemark has lowered the price of their concessions because we splurged a little bit. And <laughs> when I say splurged, we like splurged, splurged. And it came up to like 16 bucks where it probably would have been like 50 bucks. Oh, before. what? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? It, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, we bought like two waters. You didn't a soda, buy one drink for 16 bucks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, we bought so we bought like two bottles of water and then my wife decided that she actually did want like some concessions or whatever other than just water. So, I decided to I was weak. I was very weak. And I got like popcorn <laughs> and a soda and she wanted some candy, so I got her some candy. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, total all of that was like $16. That's so, sweet. wow. Yeah, so that That's was cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we went Great. and saw Tenet and it was confusing as shit. But it was so good. It was such yeah. a good movie. Highly recommend. It's just like Inception. Like the first time I went and saw Inception in the theaters, I was so confused. It takes but, a few watches. Yeah, but once you like watch it a few times, like you sort of start to get it. I mean, I don't think we'll ever be able to to decode the enigma that is Christopher Nolan's mind. But um, yeah, it was it was super good. And I hope after a couple more watches that uh, I'll slightly understand it. But very well done by everyone involved uh the acting was incredible too i can't yeah there's some really good actors in that yeah Yeah. i can't remember who the main guy is but he's also in um what's that movie it's like the black klansman or whatever with him and adam driver yeah black klansman yeah john david washington right i think you're right i think you're right i i i really can't remember his name right now but he's super good and uh robert pattinson was very good 
very good i i I think i mentioned that in the the when we were reviewing the batman trailer that robert pattinson he just gets associated with twilight too much but he's actually a super good actor yeah i'm excited like anything christopher nolan puts his name on i'll watch it so i'm excited to see it i mean yeah you'll watch it (laughs) exactly okay would you give it out of out of 10 what would you give it connor first time watching um, I would give it a solid nine point two three. Ooh, nine point two. That was I was actually higher nice. than I expected. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really good. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, and I, I don't, maybe maybe that's just because it's you know, COVID finally new content new movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like, your first. <laughs> it was your first movie. Yeah. Get a, yeah, get a like rest. maybe maybe that right. was part of it. But honestly, I thought it was a really good movie. <laughs> that's awesome though yeah well that you got me more excited to watch it so that's cool well going with no expectations don't give me don't let me get your expectations <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> good point uh so we actually discussed a few episodes ago um sort of the idea of uh you know child athletes put are, are the parents pushing them too hard uh or not hard enough or you know you know people in the olympics stuff like that and um i'm, I'm actually pretty excited to bro to have brody on to talk about that because well brody why don't you why don't you tell him your, a little bit about your background yeah sure um so i i've always been an athlete um and growing uh, up, for I, preference brody's one of the most athletic people i know so jeez <laughs> brag about it why don't you no he I, I dude he it. eats salad for fun okay that's that's how Ew. weird he is so he's a psychopath yeah. too god exactly who, who did you bring hey, on this I've... podcast <laughs> Hey, I, I've now like Taco Bell salad, so I don't know if that's... Oh, okay, that all right. That, that, you've that, changed, that Brody. You mean nachos? Is that what that is? That's a Taco oh, yeah, Bell salad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Um, but yeah, so I was listening a couple weeks ago. Like I said, I've always been an athlete, grew up playing sports my whole life. And a couple weeks ago, um, you guys were talking about... It was actually really interesting. In the same episode, you were talking about uh, Dak Prescott and his comments about his battles with mental health and depression. And then you were also talking about um, Naomi Osaka and like how after she had won the Women's uh, U.S. Open and how young like tennis professionals were, you know, they, they come in and they're like 16 years old and they kind of got me thinking. And then also actually in that episode, you guys were talking about AAU um, and how the burnout for athletes when they get to the NBA or even like high level college is like really uh really dramatic and very evident to see and all three of those topics together kind of got me thinking about my own experiences as an athlete growing up so I played um, soccer and ice hockey and um, soccer was really my main sport and I started playing when I was about four or five years old and I just started off playing in like a you know just a local rec league and um, but when I you know, I think it was six years old and I actually got um, a, my I remember my parents got approached by this like coach and he was a travel soccer coach. And for um, like travel soccer is basically like the youth soccer equivalent of like AAU basketball. And so he, you know, he asked me to come join his team. So I did. And he was like he was a really intense coach, um, you know, but we were also at the same time like the best team in Virginia. Like we won state cup. And this was when you were six. Yeah. uh, Yeah. This was when I was like six, seven years old. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So and, and like, sorry, we how, were... how long did you play for this like coach and this team or whatever? Oh yeah. So I ended up playing for, um, for this coach for five years. Okay. Um, so I, I actually, I ended up stopping. I quit soccer altogether at the end. Um, you know, it was like super competitive. It was just like, basically it became like not a game for me anymore. It became like a job mm-hmm. and like, you know, I'm like eight years old and I was like, I don't like, I wasn't having fun playing soccer anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like, I got, when I turned 12, I was like, my parents this entire time were actually like super supportive and like very cool about it. And I told them, I was like, I don't want to play anymore. Like, you know, this coach is just like, you know, doesn't vibe with me at all. And like this whole, like, you know, I guess like the pressures associated with playing on this team were, were a lot and I burned out mm-hmm. and <laughs> at 12, um, you burned out at 12 at 12. Oh, yeah. yeah I burned crazy. it. And I, I quit playing soccer mm-hmm. for a, a whole year. I, I like couldn't play anymore. Um, but I did pick it back up a year later and you know, it's, but I had to like f- almost fall back in love with the game mm-hmm. and your like kind of discussion especially about like tennis and AAU youth sports, like really got me thinking not so beyond like thinking beyond the um, physical like toll that it takes on your body to be Mm -hmm. playing all year round and like practicing all this time, but also the mental toll on like a lot of these athletes. And I thought it was just like really interesting because I do think that like a lot of athletes, there are like a fair amount of athletes who like burn out and playing at that super high level yeah. for when you're so young um, is like, is very draining because like you don't know how to like deal with it. Right. You know, it's, right. it's like really hard cause it's like, it's not a game and it's like, you got all these adults who are like making these decisions for you. Mm-hmm. So and... sorry, you, you finished your thought. No, 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 go for it. So I, I have a question for you. Do you maybe regret is a bit of, bit strong but do you like think maybe i i wouldn't have played so hard maybe i didn't want to do travel maybe i i shouldn't have done travels at such a young age like do you kind of regret doing that or your parents pushing you or anything like that no 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 like Mm -hmm. and you know like i said my parents were like super cool about it they were just super supportive of like i this was like when you know when the coach approached me about playing you know, this was something that I decided I wanted to do because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, when I was young. I was like, yeah, I want to play professional. And, like, I actually – I still have this email. Like, I remember our coach sent an email to the whole team after, like, I first joined. And he was like, my goal is to make all of your, like, sons on this team, like, Division One and professional soccer players. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, Dang. like, my goal. And I was, I was six. And <laughs> yeah. so it was – you know, it's like – but, I mean – like those high profile, like child athletes and those high profile, like youth sports associations, like AAU, you know, like that's the age that like kids are starting now. And it's like, it, it is like very, very taxing and draining on your body, but also like on your mental health. So I don't really, I don't regret doing it, but I, I do kind of wish that like he had come along like four years later and like I had, he was my coach in high school, if that makes Mm. sense. No, that okay. definitely you know, makes sense. Yeah. I That's I interesting. Go, go ahead. ahead go no, no, go ahead, Neil. Well, I just had another question for Brody. Like you keep bringing up the mental uh the mental toll, the mental uh mm-hmm. tax that it, it puts on you. Now, uh it's sorry to put you on the spot, but I mean, did you come out of it with any like, I don't know, sort of depression, anything any sort of thing like that because of it? 
Oh yeah, no, I mean, and no worries. Thanks for asking, actually asking, because like, I mean, I do mental health is something that I still like deal with every day. You know, I have I have pretty bad anxiety, and my anxiety, I don't, I don't think I didn't come out of the playing for this team like depressed, but my anxiety was like definitely heightened because like I mean it was just mm-hmm. you know playing you know playing a game was like you know so it, much was expected of, my, of you right exactly you know and I was you know and I'm, <laughs> I mean I don't I don't want this to sound like a bracket but I was like a pretty important player on the team so like especially all that added pressure was like you know it's I, was, tough, yeah. I was like couldn't and I didn't know how to deal with it and I didn't really know what was going on and like those are these are still things that I'm trying to figure out to this day because like I still, like I said, I still deal with it, mm-hmm. but you know, it definitely, I do think like my experiences exacerbated like the problem that, or like the, you know, the issues that I have. Mm-hmm. Did but, you, uh, did you ever end up like going and talking to someone about it or like, kind of like, like you said, like you're trying to, you're still trying to figure out kind of like how to deal with it. Have you like, I don't know, thought about talking to a professional? Have you talked to like a, you know, like a mental health professional? Yeah, no, I have um, multiple times, and that's something, you know, um, I just, like, I guess want to put out there as well because, like, I think it's super important that um, people take this opportunity, like, you know, if something is wrong, you know, like, it's okay. Like, that was really, like, the hardest thing that I had to come to terms with was, like, that it was okay to be feeling this way because, in and I think in sports, especially male sports too, like, there is a very, like, masculine culture, which you guys were talking about, mm-hmm. like, with Skip Bayless, you know, like Skip oh, Bayless's yeah. like comments and everything like that, you know, are horrific. Mm-hmm. And, but like at the same time, his way of thinking, I feel like people don't realize is still like a very pervasive. Oh yeah, sports. prominent. Yeah. I do. I do feel like that's a that's starting to become a little bit of like an old head kind of mental way of thinking bit. about things that like it's yeah. you know kind of being like don't be a pussy rough some dirt in it like i mean there's 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 definitely still some people that have that mentality that are younger, but i i do feel like it's starting to to phase out a little bit more. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think, too, it comes with, like, sports now and coaches now um, are forced to, like, it's coaching styles are more of a player-centered approach and putting the player's interests, you know, like, up front. And part of that is addressing, like, mental health issues that the players are, are going to have. And I think it's really you know, going back to your original question, Connor, like, yeah, I have seen like professionals. I've gone to professionals. I'm still going to professionals mm-hmm. to like try and, you know, work it out because like for me, it's just the hardest thing that I had to come to terms with about it was like, you know, just coming to terms with like, this is like who I am, mm-hmm. like, you know, and that was hard because like, I kind of wanted, kind of wanted it to be like, you know, when you have a fever, you know, you take some like Tylenol, you know, you like rest and then your fever's gone. Like, that's kind of what I wanted it to yeah. be like you know, and, but it's not like, I mean, it's just something that I like have to live with and deal with and learning how to live with and deal with it has been like, been the hardest part of it all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's awesome that you've like, you've, you've taken that step though. Cause so I had really bad anxiety, like in middle school, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I was afraid of like failure. That was my biggest fear. And mm-hmm. so yep. because of that, where like, I don't know what it was about moving into like middle school and like a higher workload. And then plus like I played sports as well. Like, you know, you, you just, you, you have a lot more on your plate. I feel like once you start hitting kind of that age and uh, it started to really, really stress me out and I would, uh, I wouldn't sleep and I wouldn't eat and like a lot of stuff because of like all my anxiety and um basically i I finally just like had a a good moment with my mom and she was like 
we're going to go talk to somebody. And I was like, okay, that's, that's great. Like I'll do whatever I need to. And I just think that's something that people don't talk about enough. Cause I, I do feel like there's still a little bit of a stigma around like therapy or, you know, these things where yeah. it, there's, it's really not like everyone needs help. Everyone, I think everyone should be in therapy really, but, but like you just, you you need someone <laughs> yeah. to go talk to and to kind of, you know, let out what's going on in your life and they can kind of turn around and help you realize it's okay. Like these things are okay. It's normal. Right. And, and like, I, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, so, so I, I mean, I, I do deal with, uh, you know, being anxious, um, but I really don't have that bad of an anxiety and really my sister and my girlfriend, they both have, have really bad anxiety and I didn't, I really have not like, obviously I still fully don't really understand them and, and the, the whole scope of it, but I really haven't gotten to, to realize it until this last, like, you know, started dating my girlfriend and, and these last couple of years. Um, and it's really interesting trying to relate to somebody who has really bad anxiety because, again, I don't really have it that bad. Um, it, it's honestly difficult. It, it, uh, I'm from the other side, and obviously going through it is very difficult. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not, but it, it's difficult to relate because it's like, well, you know, if they're having a, a bad anxiety attack, I'm just like, <laughs> in my mind, I could just be like, well, don't think about that. But it's like they yeah. <laughs> like that's that's how my yeah. mind works. I'm like, just don't. <laughs> and then you're fine. <laughs> and so it's super hard for me to wrap my head around something like that. And I think just I think I think also it's it's it was hard for me to wrap around my my head around how prevalent anxiety and depression is like like we were talking about bef- uh, before the podcast. Uh, me and Brody were talking about what podcast we listen to. I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I feel like a common theme on a lot of them is you know, this person is anxious and, and uh, has really bad anxiety and depression and stuff. And then, you know, you read all the comments and all the comments are saying, wow, like I didn't, I, I didn't think I, oh, I thought I was alone. I, I, I'm glad you're talking about this stuff like that. And I'm just like, it's crazy that it happens almost every podcast I'm listening to. But then again, that, that just, that just speaks to how prevalent this, this issue is. I think. And I think, yeah, no, I think that's a really great point, Neil. And, um, you know, and it takes really what it is, is like, because I'm still trying to figure it out. And the other thing, too, like you were talking about, and I think it was really great that you brought it up like this, was like how you recognize that, like, you don't understand, like, the way that, you know, your girlfriend and your sister might be feeling at times. Because, like, I remember having these interactions, too. Like, I would be anxious and someone would be like, just don't think about it. I was like, well, fuck that. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. You know? I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, but like, you know, you guys have this awesome platform here, and like, you guys are taking this opportunity to talk about it, which I think is really great because, I mean, it is spreading awareness. Because, like you said, you didn't realize it until you were listening to all these podcasts, and you were like, people are just talking about it, and you're like, you know what? Like, this is this is stuff that people deal with, mm-hmm. and. You know, I think it's really great that you guys are doing it. And I think it's really great that you guys are being so open about it, too. Like, that's awesome. Well, I thank you for being so open about it as well. Um, and I, I just wanted to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit back to the sort of the, the sport, the child athlete stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think how how crazy maybe and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe how almost uh, lucky you got with having such a supportive family because I feel like yeah. the, the kind of culture we were talking about, the culture that Skip Bayless was talking about, uh, you know, rub some dirt on it, whatever, get out there. I think that, it, I mean, it still is, it still is out there. And being a 12 year old with living your parents' dream, 
Like maybe that's not so easy for a lot of people to say no, to say, I don't want to do this, you know? Right. And that was actually like, you know, I think that's like when I think back about my experiences and when I was thinking about like what I wanted to talk to you guys about it was like, I kept thinking about like how great it was to have the parents that I had because they were just so supportive. And like, I feel like a lot of, there are definitely other child athletes because I was reading this article in the New York times who was talking about, you know, parents generally like the, the age of specialization and with child athletes and, you know, how parents, you know, cling to the fact that like their child is going to get to, I don't know, play division one college football and, and the NFL or like make it to the NBA. Like that's really hard, you know, cause then if like your student doesn't, or not your student, your kid doesn't want to do that. Like, how do you tell, like, how do you break that to your parents? Cause like, I mean, I feel like a lot of kids want to, you know, make their parents happy. Yeah. And if, yeah, for sure. You know, so just like, it makes, you know, that sort of dilemma really hard. And I was really fortunate in my situation to have the parents that I did because they were, they just, what they, you know, they thought I was having fun. Right. And like, I, you know, until I said something. Well, and, and you know, and, and maybe that that's a testament to other kids. It's like, uh, maybe they're just trying to make their parents proud or whatever the reason they're playing for. Right. Um, yeah. but then, and, and then they feel pressure not to speak up because maybe they don't want to do it, but they're still trying to make their parents proud or there's, or they're, maybe their parents are forcing them to do it. And I just think, I think that's still definitely happening. And it's a weird balance. Like, is that, is that the reason this child athlete is doing this? And is that the reason why they're so, so good? Or is it something that they actually really want to do? And I think that might get, I think even in their own brain, you know, you're, you're still developing. I don't even think they know some, sometimes certain athletes might not even know. It's like, it might be, yeah, I do have fun, but also there's so many, so much pressure, uh, from the family or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, no. I think, I think that's also a testament to parents that they need to realize you cannot live through your kids. That's not okay ever mm -hmm. because they need to live their own life. They need to be able to make their own decisions. And I mean, I knew a kid in high school that was on the track team who, would get like grounded or whatever if he didn't do like perform well because he was he was really good at track and especially hurdles and if he didn't perform well in hurdles his dad would like ground him because that's his dad was so like living through gosh. him i was like that's not wow. okay yeah yeah so yeah. but you know talking about yeah. like that mental pressure and stuff i know i keep i keep, I keep talking a lot about the last dance because i'm in the middle of it but like <laughs> they bring that up about how <laughs> jordan you know he was this world global icon and then on top of that, also had to perform. Like, I can't even imagine the mental tax that takes on a person. Oh, and some people are just right. built different. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, oh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, yep. in order in order to, to go to that level, you have it's, it's a once in a lifetime kind of kind of level. Well, and I mean, it's kind of a double edged sword, because if you don't, uh, maybe not if they uh, I was gonna say if, if the parent doesn't push them, but maybe not like if, if that child doesn't work his hardest and maybe even get pushed a little bit then they might not make it. And maybe that is their dream. And so it's kind of yeah. a double-edged sword there. It's like oh, you want to push point. them. Yeah. You want them to do their best. But if then again, you don't want to hurt them at all. You don't want to, you know, like uh, I don't, I don't envy parents uh, at Connor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at me in January. I'm yeah, Connor's, Connor is expecting right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's having great. a little Congrats. boy in January. It's super exciting. That's awesome. Congrats. Thanks, man. All right. Well, I think that was a great discussion. Uh, again, Brody, thanks for opening up. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, let's hit a few debate topics before we head out, guys. 
Uh, now, Brody, I did see you brought a few of them. You want you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Um, so, do you want a sports topic or some non-sports topics? Oh, you just first? you just give us one, bro. Now, these are actually. Uh, I think these are all Brody's topics. I, we didn't come up with any they? this week. Uh, yeah, Brody, Brody, the MVP. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, all right, so, <laughs> um, well, okay, so here, I'll start with this one. Since we're in the middle of the NBA and, I think, NHL playoffs, I'm not sure yeah. if the Lightning won yeah. last night. Um, I think they're 3-1 right now, aren't they? I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. All right, yeah, we'll, we, we can figure it. We'll, we'll put the research team on that. <laughs> uh, Jamie, Jamie. Um, <laughs> so, my question is, do you guys think the NHL – and specifically the NHL and NBA playoffs are too long. Neil, do you mind if I field this one first? Go ahead. Yes, they're too long. <laughs> uh, cool. Seriously, like I, I, I am, I have been of the opinion for a while now, they need to make the NBA playoffs like how they used to, where the first round was best of five. I think it's, it's too long. I get burned out. Like I love the first and second round of the playoffs. And then I just feel like I lose track because I get burned out on it. And then I, like circle back around for the finals but like if they would make the the first round just kind of like a best of five or a best of whatever make it a little bit shorter and then the rest can be seven great but uh, i get i get so burnt out on on nba by the time the finals roll around that i almost don't even want to watch them i think uh my my answer is also yes but uh i am a real fan i mean no i'm a super fan <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a super fan of the nba specifically and so it's like I do recognize that it is too long and I, I do feel burned out a little bit sometimes. Um, but I mean, I just, I love it personally, but I could definitely see, I mean, especially for the casual fan, which is where the most of the viewership is. I mean, not mo- Okay. I shouldn't say most of the viewership, like a lot a of, a lot uh, of the viewership. Yeah. Right. You get your main, you get your main fans to watch every time, but then the, the rest of it comes in with the casual fans and for the casual fans, it's hard right. for them to, to stay for so long. And then I think it's also hard because I, I agree with Connor. I do think the first round should be five best of five games. Um, uh, but anything less than that, I feel like it's not it's not a fair shot for the teams. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And with so that. it's yeah. it's kind of hard to do anything less than five to speed it up. So wait, you guys you guys are saying that like a series so like a best of three series for example wouldn't be an accurate representation i just like, don't think so no, i mean look at the nuggets look at the nuggets you know yeah we've we've seen all these games these best of sevens for so long and in my opinion i think like that is the best way to determine it yeah yeah no, and i you know sorry sorry to cut in i was gonna say and to my point now that i just made of look at the nuggets i mean technically then the jazz would have gone through and then the or the clippers would have gone through if it was a best of five in that scenario where they they were up on them 3-1 and then came back but i even still i i still feel like in the first round i i think it's a good enough sample yeah to determine like they're the better team they should go through and And in the first round there's more sweeps there's more stuff like that so exactly i think the first round is fine for five games exactly yeah I don't. I don't need. I don't need the Raptors to win four games over the Nets to know that they're a better. Team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. We Let, get, let's it. get it. Moving. <laughs> yeah. Quit being a dead horse. Well, but, yeah. but well, I'm glad. I'm but, glad you guys said that because I th- actually do think that like the that's the one thing. Look, MLB is messed up. I love baseball, but they're messed up. But that's. I think that's the one thing they do right. Yup. Is their agreed. playoff their playoff format mm-hmm. is like spot on. They're, it's over in a month. Totally yeah. agree yeah, with you. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty long, but Brody, as a as a you know really big NHL fan, is mm-hmm. the is the NHL like is it different at all? Is it too because they're very similar schedule, but is yeah. it is it oh. different at all? 
uh, as far as I am. I am so so like hockey for me is like a really I love hockey. Don't get me wrong, but hockey, like it's so, it's a weirdly seasonal sport. Like in my mind, so like mm-hmm. as soon as it gets warm out, I'm like I don't want to play hockey. Like I, don't, <laughs> no. I was like I don't need this. But so like I think that, and I actually like. I kind of lumped the NBA into this. I was more so when I was thinking of this question, I was actually more so thinking of the NHL because I think the NHL playoffs are way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was then I kind of realized I was like, well, the NBA does best of seven in every series, too. Um, so, but I I agree with both of you hundred percent. Like I think both of them are too long. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't think they're they'll ever change. Yeah, because there's too much money. There's too much right. money in it. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. But I agree with you in the seasonality, even with the NBA, because you know, you typically NBA season starts in what like October, so it's like mm-hmm. getting cold outside. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like basketball season starting, and then we're still watching in July. Can we stop? Like it's just it's, that's it's yeah. way that's too interesting, long. Connor, because I actually associate basketball with summer because I used to play summer and winter leagues growing up, um, and so like uh, I have yeah, the, I have the kind of the opposite thing. Um, Shout out Rest in Summer League. Shout out RYA. Um, <laughs> but but to that point, Connor, also now, because uh, a little interesting topic, the um, the ne- next season for the NBA, they've already said it's getting pushed till probably at least January 2021. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of what they've been tr- they've been wanting to do for a little bit, a little while, is try to push it to like Christmas to start because the NFL just dominates the, uh, the fall season, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I think after the 21, 2021 season, I don't think they'll change back. I don't think they'll stick with starting like Christmas or January or something. And so we're going to be playing into like August now. I think. See, okay, that's fine. But it, when you start in October and then finish in July, yeah. that's ridiculous. Now, yeah. if we start in yeah, January yeah. and finish in July, I'm all for it. But they would have to they would have to shorten the season and shorten the playoffs if they do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. I think yeah. they'll end in like August now, <laughs> like well, August. Screw yeah. that. That's all I'm saying. But but to <laughs> the other point of that though now is because they are trying to get away from the NFL dominating everything. Now we'll have sports like all year. There's like you know there's a few couple months in there where there's not really like too much going on except baseball. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, uh, yeah. So if that does happen, now we'll have basketball like throughout the off season of NFL, which I think is is actually pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Brody, what else? What else you got? All right, so I'm curious. Let's. I want to know what the two tight ends think. What are the top five stadiums that you have either been to, or you would like to go before you die? So, like a bucket list stadium you've been to, or where do you want to? Hmm. Neil, I think you take this one first. So I haven't been to too many, um, but the one I definitely want to go. to, Back to so I so I've actually went I went to I think it's CenturyLink Field the Seattle Seahawks where they play, um, yeah. but I actually saw an MLS game there. I saw the Sounders play and that was Ooh, awesome because yeah. uh, the Sounders actually have the best home attendance in the MLS, um, and they filled this the I think the average MLS attendance is like twenty thousand and the Sounders uh, fit forty thousand in that stadium, and it was awesome. Oh. It was it was actually oh. really cool to watch. Um, but I want to go back for a football game when 60,000 people are there and, you know, you got the 12th men, the, the, the loudest stadium in in NFL. Like I want to go back there cause it, it'd be pretty sweet. So, Dude, but real- you did go to a football game. 
Perhaps. Shut up, Europe. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Uh, no, the real question, though, is if you're going for a football game, are you wearing earplugs like a pussy, or are you letting your earbuds, like your ear ears bleed or whatever? Oh, they're bleeding, baby. I want the full experience. That's like It's kind of like when I see, um, I see like front row people at NBA games like get hit or like get their spilt drink because the ball came in. I'm like, I want that to happen if I'm sitting front row. <laughs> Your mouth like starts watering. You're like, oh, I wish yeah. that was me. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if I'm sitting front row, I want this player to run into me, hurt me, I please. Want, Daddy, I want what? LeBron to sweat on me. What? <laughs> um, uh, Connor, did you have another one? Or I, I did have one. Go for it. You, know, you, you keep uh, going and then I'll go on. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So I actually shout out to um, Mark, our friend Brody. Um, oh, yeah. When we were, I think this was sixth grade. Uh, his family actually took me and our other friend Brent to a uh, UNC basketball game in Chapel Hill. Ooh. That was awesome. That stadium is old, but it's still really cool. Um, and, the, and you know, the fans were rocking. It was great. Um, I think I would definitely want to go back there. It's definitely probably a top five. Um, I've been to a Redskins game. Wouldn't be in my top five stadiums. Um, the Washington football team? Oh, I just... No. Put it in the jar. Put that dollar <laughs> oh, in the jar. Oh, no. I just said it. <laughs> hey, they were Redskins at the time. God damn it. Doesn't right, matter. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Count it, boys. I, they would not be in the top five stadiums. Um, let's see. Where yeah, that field, that field sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of college. I've been to an ASU game since I recently came out here. That was pretty fun. I think a lot of college atmospheres are just fun. Um, yeah. you know, the kids are rocking. It's a good time. Um, what I've heard, what I want to go to is actually the OKC Thunder Stadium because I hear that's like kind of Ooh. the closest thing to a college basketball atmosphere that you get in the NBA. Hmm. Um, hmm. I kind of want to go as a huge basketball fan. I, I want to go to Madison Square Garden. It's it's the Mecca. Well, not the yeah. Mecca, but it's a no, Mecca. No, it's the Mecca. You know? It's the Mecca. Well, I mean, technically milwaukee's called called the mecca but yeah yeah, yeah. Shut I, your yes. dirty yeah. Mouth. it's the mecca yeah it is the mecca so i want to go to that stadium um let's see i think that's kind of all the, all i have at the top of my head yeah yeah well that's a super solid list um to be <laughs> fair as a so i grew up playing baseball um and so as a oh, here we go yeah. avid baseball fan <laughs> I have always had the goal to go to all stadiums. Oh, all sorry, stadiums. real quick. Yes. That because you're talking oh, to baseball, I went to Nats Park. It's a great park. I love that stadium. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, don't put it in your top five. <laughs> oh, Boo. I haven't been to. Well, the only other baseball stadium I've been to, I've been outside of the Orioles Stadium with Brody. Actually, let's go. <laughs> I've been outside wow. of it, um, but that's the only serious. baseball stadium I've been to. So I don't really know any any other ones. To be fair. But sorry, I interrupted, Connor. Yeah, you want to cut in again, or can I go? Mm, well, we'll see. You go, and I'll I'll decide. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, so I want to I want to go to all thirty stadiums. I have not been to a ton yet, but um, the ones that I have been to, I've been to. Is it what is it now? It was AT and T Park. I don't know what it is now, but the Giant Stadium. I've been there. That's a fantastic stadium. And we actually went on a weird night because typically people will be like, it's cold year round because of the wind coming off the bay. There was no wind. It wasn't cold. We brought coats and took oh, them sweet. off. Like it was, it was fun. And it'd be cool atmosphere. to like go kayaking and catch a ball out there. I know. Right. You know oh, I do. want to so bad, but yeah, the atmosphere because of like that and everything else, it's so fun. And my, mm-hmm. my grandpa um, was a huge giants fan his whole life. So that was really, that was a really cool moment to be able to go to a home game there. Um, as a Cardinals fan, I have never been to Bush Stadium, and I want to go so bad. So I need to make that trip. 
Um, I've also never been to Wrigley, one of the classics. I need to make that. I've never been to Fenway. I want to hit that. Um, I have been to the Yankees' new stadium, so that was really cool. And then I went to Camden as a young, small child because my family lived there when I was like four years old. So I don't remember that really well. The only thing I remember is I do remember getting like the little ice cream helmets. That was that's like oh, my, yeah. my earliest memory actually was getting ice cream helmets at Camden. But I want to go back now as an adult so I can remember it better. Um, I've also been to the red stadium, but I wouldn't put that in my top five. Weird. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good stadium. It's actually pretty nice for what it is, but it, it's not for Cincinnati. For sure. Yeah. 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 But Whoa. yeah, for Cincinnati. Exactly. Um, but I, I also really want to make the rounds on football stadiums. Um, I, I want to check out the uh, Allegiant stadium. Um, I really want to check out the Raiders <laughs> new stadium. It looks so it nice. It looks really and cool. Then yeah. Now that I'm closer, I really want to check out the Falcon stadium. I've heard that's a sweet stadium. Yeah. The Mercedes Benz or whatever that one is. Yeah. Is that Mercedes Benz or is that, is it? isn't that new Orleans? Maybe it's new Orleans. Crap. I forget. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Falcon stadium looks so nice. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to check out them. Um, and then, basketball i haven't really been to a lot but anyway i I guess i can't really give my top five but i guess my my top is hitting all the baseball stadiums out there i just want i want to be i want to go to all of them um and then if i'm going football i definitely want to hit raiders um because that was also my grandpa's favorite team funny enough Mm -hmm. and um i've been to the panther stadium it's it's actually really nice um but I don't know football. I mean, I mean, I guess I'm close to Cincinnati, so I can go go to the Bengals, go see Joe Burrow. Hey, uh, I don't know, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and the Falcons, I guess, are, are are up there too for for football. Cool. You you mentioned a lot of baseball ones that I totally should have mentioned. <laughs> <that> I totally <laughs> forgot. It wasn't even, like Wrigley Field and Fenway. I'm like, oh man. I yeah. Said I mean, it, well, but... again, to be fair, like baseball has always been my thing, so I'm like, I don't know. I I just want I yeah. want to hit up all the stadiums for sure. But I I had a kid that he was an intern when I was. At the baseball team and he brought up a good point where his dad and him would plan trips around baseball stadiums I'm like that's what i gotta start doing is like when i plan a trip to go look we can hit these three stadiums in like the northeast corner let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good strategy. all right brody what about you uh so i'm actually very much connor very similar uh to you um so my actually my dad and I were trying we try to go to a new baseball stadium every year. Oh, that's cool. Um, obviously it didn't work out this year, but we also we include minor league um, stadiums. Minor league oh, is nice. where it's at, dude. Yeah, yeah. minor league. So uh, more people need to hit up the minor league stadiums. It's so cheap yeah. and it's so fun to go. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Exactly, and you also like I think it's cool too because it's like a very almost personal baseball experience because like you can be on top of the field for like five bucks yeah and exactly it's fantastic um but i would have to say none of those are in my top five uh sorry to say but <laughs> i do um fenway is definitely up there i went i've been to pnc park in pittsburgh and that is oh gorgeous. yeah that one looks cool um that one was really cool. Saw the Marlins lose there to the Pirates. So um, <laughs> classic Marlins. It's okay because they're in the playoffs now, so it's cool. Um, and I also would put whatever the San Francisco Giants uh, stadium is yeah, now. What is it now? It's not because um, it's not Oracle, right? Because Oracle is is it Oracle? Because I know there's two stadiums named after Oracle now. It might be know. actually. I think it's Oracle is. Park. I think it's Oracle Park, and then there's Oracle Sounds Stadium. Weird. It does sound weird. You're ab- but I think you're, it, I you're think right. It is. I think it it is Oracle Park. I just looked it up. Oh, nice! There you 100%. go. Hundred percent. 
There we go. All right, sweet. All right, insider information. Uh, <laughs> it's always going to be AT&T Park to me, though. I, I can't call it anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, well, I'm going to keep it North American sports because I have been to some European soccer games in Ooh. Europe, and those are Ooh, unbelievable. Fancy. <laughs> no, actually, that sounds yeah. really fun. Yeah, that sounds yeah, super cool. cool. <laughs> um, but I will say, I've been to, uh, going to a Flyers game was actually like, you know, Flyers games get rocking. Mm-hmm. And so that would probably be number four. And then I would have to go with either, like, I think Cameron at Duke. Go see, like, a Duke basketball oh, game. Yeah. That would be that'd be up there for me. I don't know who I'd root for because I don't really like Duke. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, Duke sucks. Just just know that. Uh, you bring up the Flyers, man. Uh, I've never been to a Caps game in Washington, and I, I hear they're awesome. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, Andrew, you brought up UNC Stadium, and I totally forgot about it. I, I need to make it to a UNC basketball game. Yeah, Chapel Hill is freaking awesome. I think those are all really good picks. Um, let us know what you guys think, uh, maybe in the comments or email us uh, at two tight ends uh, at gmail.com. The two is spelled out T W O. Um, but let's get one last one last topic in there. Brody, you have one more for us, right? Yeah, I do. Um, so I'm curious because um, you know summer's drawing to a close. Love love a good barbecue. But I always actually feel like there's a lot of discussion about um, what to put on your burger mm-hmm. slash hot dog. Um, so I'm curious, what is the two tight ends? What's your, what are your top burger slash hot dog mm. condiment? Connor, you can take this one. Okay, yeah, my list will be a little bit longer than yours, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Neil's picky. We get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. For a burger, honestly, just cheese and ketchup, I think, are like the base. Like, you can't go wrong with just a good cheeseburger with some ketchup on it. I personally enjoy some mayo on there. Um, I like a good leaf of lettuce on there. Um, and then if we're getting fancy, Thousand Island dressing on a burger is like the most fire thing you can, you can have. Never heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. Thousand Island dressing. I mean, that's basically what, yeah, um, like, like Big Mac sauce. That's essentially what it is. It's, I mean, it's obviously mm-hmm. like their own recipe, but like it's their own creation of, of Thousand Island dressing. If you just put that on there. Ooh, McDonald's <laughs> trade secrets here too. Wow. Dang. I love it. Um, uh, as Connor mentioned, I am really picky. Usually what I just do is like cheese uh mustard and pickles uh on my on my on my burger um but i think an underrated topping for burgers maybe not for a barbecue burger but for burgers in general are eggs what do you guys feel about eggs on a burger okay you just brought up a great point because a fried egg on top of of a burger is one of my favorite things in the world yeah i think like a breakfast burger kind of thing like it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be a breakfast burger you just put an egg Mm. on top of there it's so good it it's good yeah yeah, I, I don't, I was, I don't think I've ever had an egg on a burger before, but it sounds really first good. place I, I tried that try was that. Red Robin. They actually they have like the it's like the Royal Burger or something like that, and they put a fried egg on top of there, and it changed my life. Yeah, it it sounds really good. Well, it is really good. I've had it. Um, but I also like like jalapenos on mine. Um, Same. I like spicy things. So like jalapenos, pepper jack cheese. Even if we get like some Frank's Red Hot sauce or something, you know, some barbecue buffalo saucer. Yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff on it. I always, I always love some like onion, like crispy onions on there too. Not like 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 fried onions, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like good oh, like fried so, onions on top of a burger. So here's a little little thing. Uh, me and Connor actually used to work at a barbecue restaurant, and we actually created our own burger. It's still on the menu there. 
It's true. Um, we won a yeah, we won a, a contest. Uh, the and then they put the burger on the menu. Oh, um, so you ever in Idaho Falls? Uh, go to um, Pitmaster Barbecue and try the Flaming Hog Burger. Uh, it's really good. But because of that, like we used to try out a bunch of different stuff on burgers and all the time while we were working. And uh, what I found working there is I I douse my when I'm grilling a burger I douse it in Tabasco sauce every time now. Oh yeah, every time so it good. gives it a nice little kick and it's just, oh, it tastes so good. All right, well I have to, I'm booking my trip now to Idaho Falls, so <laughs> I'm going. Okay. I'm There's going. nothing else there but Pitmaster Barbecue. Don't worry. Yeah, that's, all, that's it. <laughs> well, maybe if I lose if I lose the fan or you know one of you <laughs> the pick up the Monday Falls. night foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'll fly. Fly to Idaho Falls, get a oh man, that's gonna be more than four hundred dollars. But yeah, yeah that's all right. <laughs> uh, what about you? What about you, Brody? What do you got? Um, so I'm definitely I would keep it. You know, so I'm also I'm gonna preface my answer by saying that I have different condiments for a hot dog because I actually love hot dogs. I'm a big Glizzy Guzzler guy. <laughs> <laughs> Glizzy Guzzler. <laughs> Um, I, I, I do too. Um, I forgot to even mention it, but I'm usually pretty plain with mine. I usually just have like mustard on mine. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I've gotten, I've dabbled with relish. Um, it's not <laughs> relish sometimes can be like almost too sweet though. Um, Agreed. So, so I relish I'm kind of back and forth on, but I'm definitely always a ketchup mustard kind of guy. Um, for my, burgers. how do we feel about sauerkraut here though? Real quick for mm. brats, hot dogs, because I love a good kraut dog. I don't I'm I don't mind it in like moderation if it's like a little bit like a little teaser I guess on it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah, I think sauerkraut's one of those things where you can have like too much of it. Oh, and, for sure. But yeah. I I think a, a healthy amount on my hot dog, oh, I'd love it. That and like spicy brown mustard together. Oof. So good. What about chili dogs? You guys like chili dogs? I, I do, but oh. I hate eating them because they're so messy. It's so messy, yeah. <laughs> like, even it with too. a fork and knife, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting it all over me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, bro, to go ahead with your burgers. Oh, no, I mean, burgers, I keep it. I actually also like mayonnaise on my burger. Like, so I, I love mayo on burger. Put some. Shaking my head over here. You guys are nasty. Listen, <laughs> listen. And uh, it's really good. I've, I 100% recommend it. Um, but yeah, mayo, probably ketchup, mustard. Um, I also really love pickles, so definitely pickles. Oh, I love pickles. Yeah, I, I eat like pickles, pickles straight. Yeah, oh yeah, at the jar. But only dill. Only dill. Well, yeah, because if you eat bread and butter, you're six years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. man. But yeah, but that's yeah, probably are... that's probably my list though. I think solid list. I mean, I was shaking my head a lot, especially at Connor's, because you know, Whatever. but um yeah tell us what tell us what your your favorite condiments are um well yeah that was i think that was another good episode hey brody thanks again for yeah, coming thank on you. thank you man uh, we appreciate it i think we had a really good discussion going on today um hopefully you'll be back soon uh you can follow me at the thrill can kill five um on instagram we'll be posting about uh the podcast there uh connor where can they follow you they follow me at moco m-o-c-o dot q to c-u-d-e and actually okay real quick while we have a listener on the podcast brody should mm-hmm. we make our own like two tight end social media do you think that's worth it yeah 100 100 percent. yeah yeah okay you, 
you're getting drowned in my two tight end stuff on my feed. No, no, no. Hey, look, the more two tight end stuff I have, the better. But I'm just thinking, if you guys made a two tight ends, you know, Instagram account, you guys can get sponsored by like Hanes, you know, get a little, oh, yes. get a That's little, the dream. get a little action I, there going. So if I get sponsored by Hanes, then I never have to do laundry for my underwear again. Yeah, for real. Actually, okay. Actually, speaking of that, I, I, I listened to an interview with like. Justin Bieber after he got sponsored by Calvin Klein and they were like uh, do you just like wear a pair and then throw it away and he's like all the time he's like I was joking you actually do that and he was like yeah all the time I was oh, like yeah, that's the dream one pair <laughs> and you can just throw them away yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no skid marks on those you know no, skids are for kids skids uh, are for kids Brody knows Brody knows skids are for kids uh, thanks for joining us we'll see you next week guys see ya see you guys